Welcome to Basket of Cats. Oh my god, we're here. We're at Basket of Cats again. We we're came back. At the Basket of Cats studio. Yeah, at the Basket of Cats studio. <laughs> Located in the middle of the UCLA campus. I wish. Yeah. That'd be so much cooler. We're, we're being funded by a number of uh, donors and millionaires. Yeah, because then we could walk around and say things like, what do you guys think about tampons in the men's bathroom? That would be pretty and cool. And that would really help us. Yeah, I think if we just went out and people, you know, walking the streets and we were like... Uh, Hey, uh, person who's not paying attention to anything and is trying to get to work. How about you answer one of the hardest, most intricate questions you could possibly answer? Yeah, what's answer? the meaning of life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, tell us. Yeah, gay son or thought daughter. Yeah, and I told you before that. What's the difference? What's the difference? Um, we did a show together. This we week. did do a show together a show in together. San Diego. And let me just say, so bringing you into that show, uh, I did not know. The show was going to be what it was. I didn't know it was going to be a fundraiser. Now, San Diego, not wholesome when you, place. When you think San Diego, you generally do not think uh, LGBTQIA plus spaces, right? Do you not? That's not the first. It's not the first thing that Probably comes to mind. Probably not the first thing. No. Probably not the first thing that comes to mind. First thing you think is like beach. Beach. Uh, Trump beaches. Trucks. Big trucks. trucks. And small trucks is number three. Yeah. So. But I didn't know it was a father-daughter fundraiser. Yeah, father-daughters who go camping together. Yes. Which is good for me because I have a huge chunk about the weird relationship fathers and daughters have. Which they, I mean, they were they so into. Yeah, they were they, like, yes, give us more like, of that. Oh, yeah, queen, give it to us. And it was really good. It was a good time. That was really fun. That was a good... I mean, I gotta say, you the whole time you were talking and you were like, oh, this is like, I'm gonna do all this, like, I don't know how it's gonna go, blah, blah, blah. You did great, and I still don't know how it's going to go. Honestly, if you, I'm being honest, you did great. It Thank was you. really great watching you. It was it was very fun. Thanks, that's very nice. Yeah, especially when the train went by, and I was like, motherfucker. And cr- crowd work right away. You did awesome yeah. with that. I love crowd work. It was awesome. I love letting everyone know that it's going to be a bad fucking time. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You went on set. You went on stage, and you were like, I right away. I am not going to pander, and fuck you. Yeah, and I love that. I didn't want anyone to get the wrong impression. No, no, no. And they did not. They got yeah. the right impression. I said, right come away. up later, and I'll be nice to you. That was very fun. It was fun driving. It down, was fun super fun. Out. It was a fun trip. Uh, I didn't realize how uh, I, it it demystified you for me a lot. Oh, go on. And the fact of like, I was like, okay, like in my <laughs> mind, I had this whole thing about how damn about how you were gonna be on like in an experience like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's gonna be like military. Like we're gonna have to get here at a certain time. We're to get in the car at a certain time. We're gonna have to make this many stops. Okay, first of all, it was very dad energy in my head. And then we got in there and you had like a very regular car. The whole experience was very normal. Oh, no. Although you did have a intense level of joy that I was not prepared for. Like what do you, you, mean? you were really excited about everything, and I was like, I need more of that because I'm, I'm very much a rain cloud, and you were very much like, let's walk over here to this sunset. I'm gonna find the best falafel place. Oh I, yeah, like it was, it was truly very different. I would have been like, we're gonna sit in the car for an hour and a half until the show starts. You gotta enjoy it. Well, first of all, I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was mystical. I had no idea. I had no idea I was mystified in any way. Yeah, I didn't know that. I have a lot. I if if, if I don't know something about someone, I'll just make it up. I'm a motherfucking centaur. That's cool. I'll make it up. No, it's not. It's not militant dad. If anything, it's like uh, responsible uncle. That's kind of the that's sort of the the vibe I try to bring to the table is responsible uncle. It's like I'm not crazy uncle. I'm not going to give you your first beer, but I'm going to sit you down and tell you uh, all the goods and bads of alcohol. That's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's that's kind of the energy it that's was. That's the I level guess. I I try to bring. It's just I have very like I'm usually like 
planning, prepping. I'm the one who. So when I go with someone else, I'm like, okay, I have to make sure I am not a bother. So no. I like, I don't pee, I don't eat, I don't move, I don't. I you don't didn't do nothing. pee. Okay, no. Now, th- thank God we're talking about this. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you pee? I didn't need to. You gotta pee. I have trained myself to not be a problem around other people. You made me... I I didn't know what to think. I was like, are we gonna have to fucking pull over right now? You didn't pee once. It is a three and a half hour drive down to San Diego. You didn't didn't pee. You didn't ask to stop. You didn't ask to get any water. You're a camel. It's nuts. I didn't need anything. Oh my god. That's from years and years of being like, I cannot get up in the middle of this classroom and embarrass myself in front of everyone. Well, I, and I understand that, and I get where that comes from. But I have to say, you don't have to do that. With it. it has to pee. But wasn't it so much more convenient? Look, only you were the only problem. You're the only one who had to stop. Yeah. So I, then, if anything happened, no, you were okay. like, "Okay, it's me." No, no, no. Let me t- let me tell you. I like, left no room to be blamed for any any time adjustments. Let me tell you a, a story of history. That will inform why you should ask to pee. Okay, Ben Franklin. There was this guy that uh, that Ben Franklin had to make friends with, right? And he was like, "To to, I need to get in this guy's good graces for some political reason, right?" Mm-hmm. So Ben Ben was like, "Okay, I I should do him a favor. I should do something for him because if I do something for him, he'll like me and respect me." But then Ben had an idea. Ben calls this guy and goes, "I know you have a bunch of volumes of books." Please let me borrow one of those books. And the guy was like, oh, okay. And Ben borrows the book, reads it, gives it back to the guy. That's how we started the relationship because he was like, if I do something for this guy, this guy's going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm like a bitch. I'm, I'm, like his, I'm like his butler or whatever. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to ask this guy for a book because that will start our relationship because he will know that I feel comfortable enough with him to ask him a question, to ask him for a favor. And that is almost a bigger compliment. What is that just pee? Because if you're like, I want to pee, that makes me know you feel comfortable enough with me to ask to pee. And that feels good for me. You put... Okay, I I guess I'm connecting those dots. It's I'm like, Ben motherfucking Franklin, okay? Yeah, I feel like this felt like more of a brag than anything else. You just wanted to be Ben Franklin, didn't you? Well, who doesn't want to be Ben Franklin? I mean, I could think of so many men that don't want to wear that wig. Oh, no, he. I thought he was bald. Did he wear a wig? Well, he has hair in pictures, don't he? That's a shitty wig if he's wearing it. There's a fucking big bald spot in the middle. Oh, is he bald? I think so, yeah. Who am I thinking of? Oh, the Quaker Oats man. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of that person. Sorry. Also probably a cool Maybe guy. I don't know what Benjamin Franklin looks like, honestly. Yeah, Quakers were also cool. Yeah, Quakers. I don't look at men. That's gay. Yeah, um, But this is, this is what is our group topic for today? Unless you have more to say about San Diego. Oh, no. Our group topic for today is kind of a, a quick left turn, but it's bullies slash bullying. Oh. Yeah. All of the world. That is a, okay, this is a heavy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I avoided it in San Diego. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. No, there were. See, when we walked into there, I was like, "This is. These are all, not all of them, but a number of those men were certainly bullies who grew up to start a family in San Diego." Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was definitely white picket fence bullies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Bullies that uh, got ATV money yeah. now, and you could tell by the way that they were like very excitedly like hooping and hollering for themselves before oh, yeah. it started. Like when they were just talking about their own charity or whatever it was that they were a part of every day their own organization mm-hmm. they were so that's how you know a good sign of a bully is someone who's so excited about the thing they do that it overwhelms the room well because that's how they are in every space you know they were in school being like fucking football they were like they were everywhere you go you're doing that 
Yeah. That's not necessarily mean you're a bull. You can be excited about something. But that was, you know the energy. So here's, here's, here's what I'll say to that. I think that bullies in popular culture. Now, this, this is going to be a divisive thing that I say. I think bullies have been fetishized in popular culture. And I'll say exactly what I mean by that. Bullies and bullying has gone outside of the realm of just being like someone who belittles and minimizes someone else, generally someone who is vulnerable, so they can feel aggrandized. But I think bullying now is just applied to everyone who like fills out certain categories. Like if you like football, if you're loud, if you're like excitable, if you have broy energy, then immediately people will be like, "Oh, you have bully energy." I don't agree with that. Oh, I, know- I think that that's because yeah. the, because those stereotypes are attached. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're correct. That is not a true statement. That's blanketing people. Yes, that's fake and phony. But I think that. Those you, stereotypes are either made, they're made, I think originally stereotypes are made to, for our little lizard human brain to identify things easier. Right. And so I think that for people that are looking for bullies, knowing those signs make it easier to avoid them. So, But then you run the risk of, of avoiding a really cool person yes. who may be your friend and maybe the coolest person you've ever met and you guys get along great because you've now assumed that you're, the two of you are, are too different. Exactly. But I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I was going to ask you, or I could go first, what is your experience with being bullied? And then, do you have experience being a bully? Yeah, I think everybody has both. I think, yes. I think because when you're bullied, you you learn the defense mechanism of, let me let me get someone before they can get me. Absolutely. Now, not to this, I don't think it's always the same extent. I think people that are bullies are they're at a different level than like you can't like they're not defense mechanisming. They are like really in it to like, that's an everyday thing. I feel like my experience of being a bully was very like, if I felt like something was going to happen to me, I would just shift the focus really quick. Right. Which is bullying for sure to be like, well, that kid over there is to point at someone else. But that wasn't my everyday experience, if that makes sense. Like, right. I wasn't going to school every day, shifting the focus. It was just like, it was a red alarm, you know? Yes. No, completely. No, I mean, I, I, my experience is very like I, I, I talked about this a little bit before, but I essentially in fifth grade, uh, I transferred schools, not directly. Like when I say I, because of quote unquote being bullied, it was I wasn't getting my ass kicked every day. I had like one physical altercation with somebody uh, that like was related to bullying. It was not that bad. It was, like, a, a high degree of isolation. Like, kids essentially stopped talking to me. And as much as teachers and stuff tried to goat them into, like, communicating with me and stuff. Which is even worse. They just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. boy, did they make it worse. Boy, did those teachers, like, literally, after, you know, this this kid fucking, like, on, on the football field or whatever had a problem with me and, like, uh, tried tackling me and did couldn't do it or whatever and then i started crying and stuff it was this big ordeal and the teacher had to get me to go into school and then i had to see the school you cried because you were untackable well i cried because no that no i that was that was a point of pride no i cried because it was just like the culmination of a lot of uh, essentially like isolation that i was feeling and then that kind of sealed the deal i was like only yeah that makes sense but i was like only dan would be like so good at something that he's like I feel bad that I can't, I can't let tackled. you tackle me. I can't be hurt. I no, like, what I, a nice person. You're just like, I really wanted him to tackle no, me. No, I was a big softie. I couldn't fight for shit. But, uh, but like, when it comes to bullying and being bullied and all that stuff, I do look back on those days and I go, well, 
a lot of that you can easily go back and like ruminate on your bullies and be like that vindictive piece of shit and i look back and it's like and hey, i do and you do but you look back <laughs> on it and if you're looking truthfully most of those people who kids who were bullied are from either households that aren't that great or have parenting that's not that great. like all that stuff factors in but even more importantly I think they're going off of knee-jerk reactions. It's like, it's not the kid's fault. I think a lot of it is like the adults and the people around them's fault because, and around me because I was unsocialized. And I feel like that's why, like, kids don't have a choice whether or not to bully. I think that kids are just like these feral sort of, uh, like, anti-social-seeking missiles where if they see somebody who doesn't fit in, Like that lizard tribe brain just kind of keys in on them and goes like, this person's exiled, Lord of the Flies, you're out, piggy. Like that's how it felt to me. Did you you heard my actual bullying? <laughs> you reviewed the tape. Um, but I mean that is true. Yeah, there is some part of that, but also like a lot of it comes down to like a lot of bullying, at least where I'm from, is like culturally instilled. Like it's like the cool thing yes. to do and to that's be the bully. A huge issue. And yes. those are the people that grow up like in the in the on dates, you should find out if someone was bullied. You want to marry a nice person? Let them be bullied a little bit. They will be a nice person. Nine times out of ten, the guys or the girls that you marry that are going to be assholes when you're together were bullies because they've they're now they have ingrained in them that if they like puff their chest up a little bit, no matter guy or girl or anything in between, like that that they're going to get their way. Yeah, because they because there's this like weird do- because bullying is a lot about like dominating someone also in a way yeah. too. But your your point to like the making it worse like that was a thing like in my school like teachers would be like oh well these boys are bullying you you're gonna spend an hour a day together and who is that helping yes like you think that we're what we're gonna be forced into friendship this is horrible no it's even they're just gonna learn more about you yeah, to be that mean is about. lazy teaching yeah absolutely no they're, they're just gonna learn more personal things about you that they will use later on to your dismay yeah and you know it's lazy teaching because i keep saying the word teaching <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, let's do a little better. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And But bullying is like, also bullying is something that we only talk about in the confines of high school because in high school it feel, or in middle middle school, being a kid, because it feels like your whole world because it's like you're encapsulated in this, in this building for hours and days and months and years. Yeah. But bullying carries over into the real world. There are adult real life bullies like right now. Yes. And they're usually way better at hiding. And they usually find some way to make their bullying, like, uh, a part of their personality or a form of their income. Or there's some way to, like, incorporate into their daily life where it comes off as, like, I'm not really a bully. I'm something else. Yeah, I'm a like, boss. Yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah, your boss. Yeah. I'm just hard yes, on you. That's like geeky girl I boss. I want you to be the <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Welcome to welcome to Chick Fil A. Here's our uh, here's our code of contact. So number one, gaslight. Number two, girl boss. Number three, gatekeep. Gatekeep. And then also, gays that go to heaven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one at Chick Fil A. Absolutely. But okay, first of all, but that that example that I don't think you're realizing is one of the true places you'll find bullies in yeah. management of like companies or like people in like small towns like becoming a police officer a lot of bullies do that oh yeah because it's a, it's a job that in, that inst- you you still have that same high school type power because in most small towns there's not like i mean they're not undercover detectives you know they're they're right. taking care of like they're basically going to the people they went to high school with and being like quit it you know what i mean like, i think about this all the time and not to be hyperbolic or whatever but in my town uh it is like i think four or five thousand people 
the last crime that was committed there, and it was like huge news. Everybody was talking about this. Somebody robbed a gas station at Knife Point. Then the person who robbed it was from a different town in 1999. That is like, I think, the kind of the last big publicized crime. And there are like 30 police officers with guns. And it's like, do we need this? Do we need now? I, I this is not me saying like there there can be no form of like law enforcement, right? But do we need? Uh, there's a big difference between saying we need some form of law enforcement to we need thirty people all with guns and like M16s in their car. And how do we decide? Okay, what's is there? A, this would be this is kind of off topic a little bit, but yeah, now please. I'm thinking about it. No, excited. What is? The hierarchy of police officers, like who do we decide who's a who's a scooter police officer, who's a horse police <laughs> officer, who's a motorcycle officer, a car, who gets the big right. car, who gets a dog, who gets the guns? Like, I, there has to be a difference in the police officer on a horse and the police officer in the tank, right? Yeah, there's some level. Who at the academy is like you're a scooter officer? Yeah, you're, you're getting a Segway and you're patrolling the mall parking lot. You you gotta really fuck up the car test, I think. You've got to like... Who gets a horse? You've got to really be bad at parallel parking. They're like, well, we got these horses I saw horse officers in in Calabasas the other day. Yeah. I was like, where are you... Who are you Wild West chasing through Old Town Calabasas on this horse? You don't understand how many violent assaults happen at the wine tours. You don't... you, You See, this is you not understanding... To, the only way to get to you. those, the only way to get to those high points and those wine tours is on a horse, and those women are going crazy. They're on Percocet, okay? It's twelve in the afternoon. That's not a joke. As someone who teaches classes in Calabasas, we bomb threats. We get all kinds of crazy shit going oh, on. Oh yeah, but it's usually like very fake. But I've never seen someone. I've just never seen a police officer on, on a horse like do anything. Have you? <laughs> like I've just never, I've never seen them high speed horse chasing. I've never seen them like right. I've never seen them leap over something like like a like a, a little stable fence that was set up right. to like catch a criminal. I've never seen them lasso anyone. Well, it is. It, I'm sure. It, here's here's what I'm sure it is. It's like intimidation and intimidation can lead to crime deterrence, right? But Are you I do wonder by a man on a horse. This is what I'm saying. I do wonder if a guy is like, okay, I I need to like uh steal baby powder from this right aid for my family. And then they see a guy on a horse and it's like, damn it. The pokies are in And all town. of a sudden you hear that music. <laughs> but he um, reaches for his gun. He wiggles his fingers over his gun. Yeah. But I'm just does the horse go to training? Does the horse go to horse school? Like, like is it a cop horse or is it just any old horse? Yeah. Well, they're, you know. Because dogs go to training to be dog, police dogs. They do go to training. And it's like, you know what? There's there's a few bad horses, all right? But a few bad horses does not mean all the horses are bad. Yeah. Do you and know what I mean? they get the bad apples. And they get the, ba- they get the, they get the worst apples. Yeah, the ones with the worms. Gross, too. Um, but back to, back to bullying, especially adult bullying, because I do want to say something about this. I think a lot of adult bullying, because... I think it's important to separate, like, because children bullying, what what is implied is, like, children don't have a lot of autonomy, and they don't have a lot of, like, ability to stand up for themselves because they are obviously, like, serving under a parent. So there is a, a, like, culpability on someone else there. But if you're an adult and you're being bullied, I do feel like a lot of that is caused by, A, the, the bullies themselves being allowed to run free and act like fucking assholes, which mm-hmm. should not be happening as an adult. But I think a lot of the reason why is I think adults are sort of taught to live this very low hum, 
humdrum, like non advocating for themselves lives. Like we're we're taught to always be quiet. Mm-hmm. We're taught to no listen to your boss no matter what. And it's like the this sort of like I, I don't I guess like toothless existence. Yeah. And I think that that is a real but shame. But bullies don't only really live like that. Adult no, exactly. Are the, they're the ones that are like, you know, beer hats and screaming, and and they're they're the ones that are usually on trips, and all their photos are in front of a plane. Like, right. I mean, that's obviously me against stereotyping bullies, which I mean, oh no, not me stereotyping bullies. Right. But I mean, in general, like, I think that adult bullies are like they are easier to pick out than kid bullies are. Or no, they're the same. They're just as easy to pick out. Imagine, imagine you get a letter from like the. UBA, the United Bullies Association. Yeah. They're like, listen, we heard what you said on your damn podcast, okay? We are proud. We are few. We are hitting our kids. And you do not get to talk to us like that. We are we are yelling at every grocery bagger in America for you. <laughs> we don't have time to be made fun of ourselves. We are at we are at Home Depot screaming at a woman where the paints are, even though they are right in front yeah. of us. Even though all is. the aisles are labeled. Even though they're all labeled. Also, what you just said about um, we don't have time to be bullied. Yeah, bullies hate being bullied. Bullies hate being. You bullied. You talk about the most sensitive person on earth, a bully. Oh yeah. You, if well, you, a bully in almost all of their forms, if you get them, if you if you figure the thing out, whatever it is, usually it's it's being embarrassed. Like they don't like being embarrassed. That's their big one. Yeah, in my experience. But if you figure out a, what what a bully doesn't like, and people, you know, in in movies were like hit them, hit the bully, hit them, sure, right, whatever. But there you here's the here's the issue with that. Bullies tend to be pretty good at hitting. Yeah. Also, like that's not gonna really solve the problem in the day. No. You have to crush them. Okay. <laughs> and if you figure out the thing they don't like, mm-hmm. if you're better than your bully at the thing they're doing, oh, you've won. They will leave you alone because it's, now they're embarrassed. It's embarrassing, or they'll hit you. What do you, what do you way, mean by that? What remember. do you mean by like better than them at what they're doing? Do you mean like bullying? Better like than okay, them? like for instance, when I was bullied in school, yeah, I would just start making jokes in front of myself, big self-deprecation before we'd ever get there. That's yeah. And I had way better. I say way meaner things to me than Benton Gay. Right. Way worse. So by the time we got around to me, it was boring. Right. So that was one way that I kind of uh, weaned myself off of being like, well, look at this kid. You sure. know, I was because I was just like, okay, well, if I'm just funny before they're funny, then it won't really be a problem. Sure. But I mean, also not very healthy, so don't recommend that. But it is like, it is one of the things like, and I think a lot of comedians who are bullied, feel, like I think Kathy Griffin's talked about this, where she was like, I would just make fun of myself before they could. And it was funnier. Like, yeah. But then you also then had to go through life being like, oh, well, now I'm, now I'm the, the funny friend. Like no, the I'll say this. I think it's because I, I've said this before. I was – I mean, it's weird because I, I won – like we had these superlatives in middle school and I won class clown. But I think it's just by default because no one else was really trying to be that funny. They were just trying to beat their horrible uh, learning disabilities. But – I, I was never that funny, and I had the issue of the opposite. Like, I didn't take the making fun of myself route. I took the, I need to fix everything that everyone is talking about me. And well, the well, thing about that. Private. Yes, yes. Yeah, but no, no, no. But I would, like, publicly, too, I was just, like, people would make fun of my speech impediment, so I'd, like, constantly be, like, fucking working on my speech impediment. And, and like, I was heavy set, so I, like, I was just constantly working out, needing healthy, blah, blah, blah. And that shit leads to such a bad treadmill, too, mm-hmm. where... I'm I'm grateful in a way for it because I do think that I came out of it on the other end like with a decent amount of life skills and you know I think it's good to work on things but 
I had a very unhealthy connection to bullying because it, it I internalized it. And I was like, oh, all these things people are saying about me, I need to fix, 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 fix. And the issue is I think a lot of kids think that way. And it's like even if you succeed, there's still going to be a thing you need to – like you still have a hole you need to fill. And it's not going to be filled with improving yourself. It's going to be filled with like understanding the total context of what was happening to you and the fact that those people who were making fun of you had their own insecurities and – it's not going to be solved by everybody like individual. Oh, we're all going to solve all our insecurities and all right. our insecurities. And no, it's not going to happen. You just need to accept those like whatever. It's not even flaws. Accept those things that make you different and enjoy that about Hashtag yourself. not fulfilled by improving yourself. It's true. It's true. I it, mean, that is true. But I, I mean, I still. Well, you said something that I just forgot what I was going to say about it. But um, you were talking about improving yourself. But anyways, I still. um. I still catch myself doing that. Like I still to this day will be like, "Oh, I need to fix." I'll I'll I'll, I'll hyper focus on one small thing and be like, "If I fix this, yeah, I will be." It, that's it. That's yes. all I have to fix. Yeah, and it's all I'll have to. And I will. I really, really, really will catch myself doing that so much because I think I still sometimes internalize the things that people say or think or that I think people think or say about me. And then and then when I go to therapy, my my, my therapist is like, "Why are you worried about that?" And I'm like, "Because if I fix it." I'll be great. And they're like, Benton, we, we talked about you yelling into the microphone again. Yeah. And You've I'm going to blow be like, my eardrums out once more. And I'm going to be like, and you know what? Go to therapy for that. <laughs> um, no. So, so, but on the topic of a doubling that I want to get back to, I think a big, cause I went through the full cycle of being like bullied as a kid, working on the little things, then being bullied as an adult and not even knowing. Cause a lot of adults who get bullied, don't understand that they're getting bullied. Okay. A lot of them are just like, oh, that's just like work or that's just blah, blah, blah. Or they, they Unless like, you had a speech impediment, we know. Oh, yeah, then they know. I had a bad stutter too. But that's I used to throw my head back and go, uh, and then say my word. Yeah, it, but that's kind of like, at least you know as a kid when that's happening, like, oh, kids are going to bully me for this, so I need to be ready for that. But I think a lot of adults don't understand that. And I learned, and this is like a really important thing, that it, it's not that I'm, I've fucking figured life out in any way. But this is something that I did kind of figure out. Standing up for yourself is a skill. It's not something that you can just decide to do like, boom, and I'm standing up for myself. You need to learn how to because I had the experience of like understanding like, oh, shit, I'm getting like I'm getting bullied by these like other people. And I was like college age at that point. So I was an adult. I was a full grown like I had I could vote. I could go to war. And these fuckers were bullying me. And I didn't understand how to deal with it. So first, I I was completely like I would play dead, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I don't care." Like, da, da, da. and then I would do the second thing, and this is a really funny stage of learning how to stand up for yourself. I would go way over the top. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where people would do something. Well, I, I I stay at the first one normally. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I'm always just like I don't know what you're talking about. Well, the the second stage for a lot of people is someone would will say something like kind of innate that is like oh like oh hey like nice shirt or whatever, but. I'm not reacting to that. I'm reacting to everything Years everyone has said. To, so it's like, hey, nice shirt. I, fuck you. Like going like, you know, going way over the top, way crazy. And then you have to learn that dealing with a bully is not like like the punching the bully in the face sort of thing. Backfires a lot because the real way to deal with bullying 
is just literally being in the moment and not shutting off what's happening. It's like, okay, this person is trying to get one over on me. They're trying to belittle me. I'm going to look them in the face and add because that the biggest thing about like standing up for yourself is not like you have to fucking kick this guy's ass. And it's like literally looking in the face and being like, why are you doing this? What are you doing? It's so much more powerful to just show them. I'm not reacting over the top of this. I'm not showing a high degree of anger at this. I'm just letting you know I'm here in this moment. I'm not going to shut off because you're yeah. you're trying to get one over on me. What are you doing? And a lot of the times, it's like it's like when you fucking try to flashlight the monster, and it's not that scary anymore. That's yeah, but what that's it is. when you catch the people who like nowadays we've really people are, people, you know, people adapt. We all adapt, and so when yeah. you when you get into the nowadays we're all we I think we have a lot more language around like, you know, say what you mean, stand up for yourself. But then you catch people if you you ever notice that when you catch someone bullying you as an adult, and you're like, what are you doing? A lot of times, like it's a joke. Take a yeah. joke. You can't yeah. take a joke. We're just joking, and it's like. Well, now you now you're trying to like basically that's like gaslighting you into looking crazy for what you're saying. It's yes. like it's like you're ruining this for everyone because we're all just having a nice time. It's like okay, but it was about me. We're talking about me, so I get to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like people will now weaponize those things, and you'll be like, you've learned to deflect me standing up for myself. But even people going into that deflective posture means you want a little battle. Oh, totally. It means that you want. I think of the I, oh, oh no. I was about to do another hyper uh, straight analogy. Good, go for one it. One of Dan's hyper straight analogies. I'm really getting used to them. I used one yesterday. Yeah, the poker one. You yeah. did really great. Um, this boxer who actually ended up losing, but he said something very interesting about the person who's boxing. He was boxing Floyd May Mayweather, who is like undefeatable, like unbeatable, completely like solid. And He's undefeatable and unbeatable. Undefeatable and unbeatable. That's crazy. At this time. And... Uh, his name sugar something i forget i forget his name but sugar was in the name which is pretty cool and sugar he, ray the barbecue sauce sugar ray the barbecue sauce was is like, that it or it's baby rays baby rays yeah sugar ray i like a, to see those the fight. band every morning there's and i want to see them fight the and barbecue was, sauce in the band um so he was fighting floyd mayweather and they were like how are you gonna beat floyd mayweather and he said the most interesting thing because usually a boxer will just be like i'm gonna like break him i'm gonna blah 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 and he's like when i start pushing him I need to be ready for him to turn into a dragon, and then I have to be ready to punch that Ooh, dragon in the face. Yeah, he was he was really he was really whimsical. But that's it, it's such an interesting thing where it's like you think standing up for yourself once is going to be the cure, but no. What what sometimes happens is when you stand, and this could be in a relationship, this could be a bot, this could be whatever. What sometimes can happen is the pushback becomes even higher because that person now feels threatened so they go into like he knew that if he started testing floyd mayweather he, floyd mayweather wasn't gonna just break floyd mayweather was gonna show like his full range of tools because he feels threatened but just know that if that person feels threatened in that situation you're winning because you made them go into that mode. You made them hit that level. I've been in arguments like that. I went to had someone jump out of a car and run across the interstate during an argument and I said I think this means we're go this is going well. <laughs> Wait. And they, and they hid behind a Chick-fil-A. And I was like, okay, well, I guess this means that we. I hit a nerve, I guess. How did you make them do that? What happened? I can't talk about it, but it was, oh. it was, I was just like very honest about the way that I felt they were acting and treating everyone. And it, I mean, just in the middle of us driving, I was like, what the, f I mean, it was right. wild. And I was like, oh, you really want to get out of this conversation? Yes. But that, then immediately got back in the car and started the conversation back at a higher intensity than it was at. Yes. 
and then but then once you get to someone to that point if you shut down on them then they're like oh they're in a rage right that's a blind rage when you get someone hyped up and then you're like you know what let's talk about this later they're like i will kill you and also the the funny thing about that is know that you have that too like when i'm being called out on my bullshit i will often go into these like crazy wild justifications for my actions oh yeah i know i do catching yourself when you're doing that and going like uh, oh no i'm the dragon right now well that's the difference i i one thing i really work on in therapy and i think i'm pretty good at is i am very good at being like i i i think i am very good and i hope i am is that i'll be like i'm wrong sorry like i like like, yeah. like if a friend approaches me and they're like hey this hurt my feelings i'll be like sorry like no i'm no no take backs no I'll, I, I will I'll, I'll always say, like, ooh, me stuttering. I will always be like, I would love to explain where I was coming from because it definitely was not bad the way you like, like you think it is. Like, I didn't mean it this way. Yeah. So I would love to explain that. But if you don't want to hear the explanation, then we'll just go with sorry and we'll move on. I was I was telling you about this, but it is funny when you get to a point where you're so uh, self-aware that you start apologizing almost too quickly when you do something wrong. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you're, like, you're going off and you're like, and you know what? Fuck you. And then you catch yourself and you're like... And I'm sorry for what I just said. And you sound yeah, and even you crazier. Sound crazier. Yeah, you're like, you, and you know what? You're a piece of shit and fuck you. And I did not mean that. Yeah. And I am so sorry. And I know I shouldn't be speaking this way, but it's how I feel. <laughs> have you have you ever been so mad that you start apologizing before you, before you say anything? You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what was that? I'm so sorry. What was that? Like where you're just like, you're so mad. You just start apologizing for like the, what it had, the overall experience. For how mad you are. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. That's my favorite. Yeah, when yeah, someone yeah. Someone goes, "I'm sorry." That's so the. Uh, I'm gonna beat you in this fist fight by punching myself in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm gonna right. drink this poison and we'll all die. All right, I'm not gonna deal with this. <laughs> but there's also like speaking about bullies, um, which, I mean, I think it's very obvious that I was bullied, so I don't need to get. We won't have to go deep into that. People got sure. it at this point. If you follow me on the internet, you know we get it. Yeah, it's like that's my <laughs> it's my personality. Um, no, it's just because I feel like. Growing up, I wish somebody would have been talking about that kind of stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm just very like, let me tell you what happened to me because people will be like, thanks, and I'm like, there you go. But um, uh, oh my god, I lost track of what I was saying again. Oh, but back to bullying. So bullying, nope, lost it. I was gonna tell a little story yeah, when I was a story. kid. So I was tell getting, a little story. I was getting bullied at that same school that I ended up having to transfer out of. And uh, my dad, this is such a, like a a dad story. He knew I was I wasn't I wasn't telling him about it, but he knew I was getting bullied. So uh, he parked his car uh, in like there's a fence with bushes growing, so you can't see through the fence. And he parked his car on the other side of the fence. On the other side of the fence, we're playing football, like touch football before school starts. There was this kid Brad who would constantly just be like, like you fucking idiot, like like. Like, because I was kind of a big oaf. I was big for my age, but I didn't know how to stand up for myself. So I was just such a target for like, uh, pe- like you dumb it, like you. And I would just like be like, oh, sorry, like da da da. Your my, whole door. My dad heard this. Yeah, I, very much so. Very much so. <laughs> so my dad would stayed on the other side of the fence and was listening, and he just heard me get like fucking bullied. I go home from school that day, and he's like, uh, he's like come with me to the basement right now and i go to the basement and he's like i'm gonna teach you how to punch and i was like what and i start shaking and like fucking crying and he's like oh that's probably not a good sign <laughs> i don't know my son's an earthworm he's like, i don't know if this is gonna go well but <laughs> he's like i'm gonna teach you how to punch uh and if he, brad says like anything like that to you ever again you walk right up to him and you punch him in the face like you have my full permission to do so 
And boy, do I wish I love I w- dads giving other people permission to hit other people. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, dad yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I wish I I sit here today wishing that I was like, okay, dad, and he showed me how to punch it. And I walked up to Brad the next day and he said something and I punched him in the face. What did happen was I could not get through the punching lesson. I was crying so much. And then I go to school the next day and I was like, you know what? Maybe football is just not for me. It was such a – because I just wasn't ready. But I think I was just so programmed. And it's, Wait, did you quit football? I would I would keep playing a little bit, but it, I definitely kept like getting bullied and like I literally if I everything I ever got bullied and I was like I'm quitting I quit immediately yeah I was like I gotta go I have to, I'm out of here yeah I mean I and I, I also stuck- never same thing I never ever my parents didn't know that I was ever bullied until I literally was an adult like out of college and I yeah. told them because I was like there's no I was it was so embarrassing to me interesting why did it take you so long to tell them why didn't even tell them they just saw on the internet. Like oh, I mean, when I was yeah. talking about, I mean, I literally just because I was like, I was like, it's just so embarrassing, and it, I don't know. In my head, I was like, ew, my parents are gonna be like, great. Now our kids, which is not how they would have reacted, right? But like that in my head as a kid, I'm just like, oh, now I'm gonna look. I don't know. Being bullied makes you feel not only bad, but it makes you feel like like everyone thinks there's something wrong with you. Like there's something yeah. weak, and it makes you feel weak, and it makes you feel scared, and it, it makes you feel so many more things than just like embarrassed but this is the issue i think people get in when they're thinking too individually and not enough as like a collective because collectives work best when there isn't bullying that doesn't mean collectives work best when there's no accountability like i think people should be accountable and if you're if you're doing like when i was a kid in school i was definitely doing weird shit socially like i was i was wearing fucking the same sweatpants every day and i was dropping food all over myself and i was screaming and shit and you were it's made like, for la i was designed for los That's angeles what everyone California. in la does literally daily i walk outside doing the same shit i was doing as a third grader and people are like oh tuesday they're nice. like icon legend. okay work yeah. yeah but uh but a system works best <laughs> you're saying work like that is so funny w- what work work <laughs> slay the house down boots <laughs> It's serving cunt. Um, <laughs> it's like whenever straight guns say yes, and it's always yeah. There's yeah. no. Uh, there's have to. It's yeah. Like the ah yeah, uh, yeah, comes, yeah. and it's so funny. We just don't have that in our vocal range. If we <laughs> do that, so we have to do a thousand pushups. Funny. Yeah. Um, but the system works best without bullying. So you're not just standing up for. I think like if we taught kids this, maybe a little bit, it would help, or maybe not. Maybe it's just America. What and helps that's how kids? We work. What nothing. Um. Uh, Jesus, that's what helps kids. No, so um, I think like letting kids know this isn't just for you. You're not just like standing up for yourself in whatever ecosystem you're talking about, like uh, a work situation, a class situation, just like a, a hobby or activity where you feel like the, a system works better when there's no bullying and there's just like gentle accountability and people are like called out on their ship and not in a way that's minimizing them or belittling them. That's when shit works the best. And I wish I knew that when I was a kid because I think I would have felt more empowered to stand up for myself. But because it was me getting bullied, I didn't want to admit I was getting bullied because it, especially as like a young boy, it's like that's the ultimate kind of demasculation. Like I felt so demas because I my head wasn't well, in the right. you just said the word gentle accountability. Yeah. So which is how I wish everything in my life was taken into account. Right. Like late for work, gentle accountability. Gentle accountability. Hey, maybe. I'm very into that. Yeah, gentle accountability is so much better. But my my head was just in the wrong place when it came to like accounting or, or 
uh, gauging masculinity, engaging how I felt like, and being bullied, it's just so much easier to deny that it's happening. Yeah. Because I don't have to admit that I'm getting fucking owned. But it's so much better to do that because it's like, oh, I'm not getting owned. This guy's just allowing his insecurities to be dumped off on me, and I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah, you didn't know you were a soft top back then. I was a little soft top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that is, well, all that's really, that's all very accurate and very true. <laughs> you take a kid to the side, and you're like, Oh, well, honey, you're just being a little soft top right now. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. People love them. Um, but that is, all those things you said are true. And I think that one thing about bullying that people kind of, uh, that really lingers with bullying yeah. is is uh, is the resentment. Like, it will follow you around for oh, a yeah. year. Like, I mean, I, I still feel like I'm sometimes, I'm wearing armor for a battle that I've already fought. And I was, granted, like when we went to San Diego and I wouldn't pee. Um, totally. I was like, can't ruin this. But and it was like I go into a lot of situations being like I have to be prepared. For, I am always like, okay, I have a time limit on 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 how long these people are going to like me. I need to get the best out of it, and then I gotta go. Yes. So uh, you don't tell too much, you don't say too much, you don't do too much. There's not that much to talk about. Yeah. Which is like not a great way to live. But um, so I mean, obviously I've worked on that. But like in general, like those are things I think people will really carry the resentment of being bullied around, and it will it will corrode your your adult life. It'll, it'll, it'll eat away at it. It's like it's literally like drinking poison and thinking the other person will die. And it can turn you into a bully in of sorts. And like a really direct example of that is when someone tries to get close to you, when someone is being nice to you, you'll see that as a perceived threat, and you'll be like, "Me, yeah, yeah, yeah." And and you'll yeah, yeah, like that. And you'll be <laughs> like, uh, "Like get away from me." But what that person might be perceiving your get away from me as is like, oh, this person's bullying me because I'm trying to be nice I to them and they're being mean. Get mad. Yeah. My friend will ask me a question and, and I'll be like, why? Yeah. Like, I mean, I get I get to the point where I'm like, I'm like, oh, I, I, I let me bring my tone down a little bit. I mean, right. I, it makes me so uncomfortable. Like, uh, my I have a friend staying with me. Matt is like saying to help me move and stuff, and I was like asking him like. Like, I, like, pulled up, like, stupid questions. Just, like, I thought it would be funny. So, like, it goes, like, Reddit questions that people have, like, questions to ask your friend. Because people on Reddit are just a different world. Right. And so I was asking, and he was like, how come you're answering these? And I was like, we're done. We're just, we're not going <laughs> to play Get the anymore. fuck out of my I house. I was so, I was like, why would you want to know these things? Like, first of all, and he was like, well, you're asking me. And I was like, yeah, because I want to understand you better. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Well, that's why I would ask you." And I was like, "It's none of your business." I yeah, it. it makes me. I'm like immediately like burn the. I'm burning the ship. So funny. Um, laugh riot. Laugh and, riot. But yeah, that that stuff will really corrode away. Like you have to work on it. And also, as an adult, when you're going back to your point about standing up for yourself with adult bullies, you have to. The standing up for yourself can feel. People tend to be like, if you're if you say something about like being hurt or offended or bullied as an adult, people will typically be like. Well, yeah, but you're an adult, so it you're a matter. baby. Like, yeah, it's fine. Like you know, like you have this or you have this going on in your life, and it's like that doesn't it that doesn't replace the feeling of like loneliness or the feeling of like being left out or feeling not a part of something. That's why. That's why in the beginning I was like, I think it's so much more important to be in the moment because you don't necessarily have to use those like pre like you're bullying. You don't need to say that, but just being in the moment, understanding when it's happening, like clocking it, and then being like, why. Why did you do that? Like, what's the point of you speaking to me the way that you're speaking to me right now? Do you think that this is the best way to get what you want is by talking to me like this? Because I'm going to tell you it's not. Those sorts of things. It's like, And then your boss fires you. Yeah, and, and it's it, that's the issue is I think a lot of us are put in these situations where we're subservient to people in ways that we shouldn't. And that we're naturally – our brains don't work that way. Our brains are – like, I think that – well, especially in Hollywood, like in, like yeah. like in the industry we're in, like you're literally if you if you work, I mean not everyone. Some people are great, but in general, like if you're working with someone, it's like you're supposed to be void of 
of all human needs, wants, and you're supposed to be like another like another appendage for this person. And I think I maybe this is me having too much faith in humanity or the human race, but whatever. That's my sort to die on. I think that people's brains are made to see each other as equals, and we are, like you said, societal pressure and shit is made to make us see each other as non-equals or you're born into I a, agree with that too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that it's societal pressures, but I do agree with this statement. I think that like most people that feel um, better than or that elevate themselves above someone or take on a responsibility if I'm better than you and you, you need to learn from me or do this for me are people who feel really bad about themselves and yes. something, whether it be money or attention or fame or something has made them now feel better. Yeah. And so they've hung their hat on, as long as I have this, I'm better than you. And they have to keep that up because it's it, it, it also can be really yes. triggering to go back and be like, we're, we're equal. There, and there's, a, there's a difference between that and authority. Like, I do believe certain people are authorities on certain subjects and, like, deferring yeah, totally. to them. But that doesn't – I think that we're not made to have kings. And by that I mean I don't think we're made to have people that we are supposed to wholesale – feel below just because they're born into a certain situation or because they occupy a certain situation like perfect example a boss that you that does not know anything more than you does not work harder than you does not like uh everybody's had a shitty boss but like was that the company longer a, but was at the company longer, so you're supposed to like bow down, and it's like we're not made to do that. Or we talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago, where we talked about like also celebrities, like putting all this emphasis on like celebrities, like they're just people, but like, seeing exactly. them as if they're like seeing them as if they're like like them saying hello is the nicest thing you've ever experienced. And the perfect example, or the the perfect thing to say about that is that it is bad for both parties. It is. That is it and puts too much pressure on everybody. They'll tell you, and people who work with them will tell you, you are not made to, that, sure that person was great in Spider-Man, or that person was great in whatever like uh, comic book yeah. movie you saw, or whatever, they are still just people, and you're not made to see them as above. That doesn't mean it's like a natural. Yeah, and they can be too. good or bad, just right. like everybody else. Like it's wild to be like, well, you played my favorite character, so you're the best person on earth. Yes, it's like that's not how that works. Like you can really enjoy that thing, but we have to move on from it. I completely agree. But yeah, yeah I mean, that is, I do think that like the pressures of like having something makes people feel better and then it, it is really scary to be the person in power and to be like oh wait let me let me remember that i'm a person we're the same because then it takes away all of all the armor you've built up right and that's why that's why you hear these stories about celebrities like having these freakouts and throwing staplers or 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 phones at assist or whatever you know it may be we can google it's, right. it's because like it's a that is sure that person might be shitty obviously that's a shitty thing to do and yes, but it's also like years and years of this like built up armor and these people around them making them feel like they are above and beyond a regular person. Yeah. And then the minute that that that, that smaller person says like you've just quit do acting like this, well now you've now you've erupted the volcano. You set it loose. Right. And no one is. And then and then you run the risk of being in the position where like. If those people come forward and be like, hey, so-and-so threw a stapler at my head, then right. you have to be like, yeah, but they gave you your first job. And you're like, you son of a bitch. Like Exactly. Stratifying people and not seeing people as equal inevitably leads to the downfall of both parties. That's how, always how I feel. That – I mean this might be too big of a reach or maybe like a too much big of a subject well, to get into. And I do have long arms. They're actually pretty short. I got bullied for it. Um I think that it's like misogyny 
is, is a perfect example of this because there's there's this big argument with with men and stuff where it's like if we live in a patriarchal society then why is it that men go through so much negative experience because if men were in charge why would we then feel all of these neg- like higher suicide rates and higher uh like higher levels of violence or or what whatever the statistic is that like reflects poorly on men yeah well, misogyny affects men the most. It affects men the most, but because Mentally. what you're doing is you are stratifying society. You are putting yourself above this other group of people, in this case being women, and when you stratify society, what you do is you put all this pressure on yourself, too. Yeah. Like, that's another byproduct of it, and that's also not healthy. It, it's, like, initial... Uh, it's initially shown as like you have this power, like you have power over women and they're meant to like serve you and da, 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 da. When you think that way, it will inevitably lead to too much pressure because again, I don't think the human brain is made to see people as unequal. I think it's made to see people as equal. So if you put this person in this state of unequality and you take the power away, you put this, all this responsibility and like, I need to both fucking da, 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 da. And that causes all of these issues that you see with men being like, oh, well, like, oh, we can't talk to each other and we can't da-da-da. And it's like, yeah, well, it's because you put this whole subgroup of this group of people into this subcategory. And now you're dealing with the ramifications of that, which is all of this extra feeling of pressure and sadness and, like, desire and all this shit. And it's like, well, th- that is the result, unfortunately. Yeah. And you need – and, like, healing from that is, like, kind of di- – Part of that is resolving that. Also, sort of healing from anything hurts, so yeah. it's going to be a little uncomfortable. Be because uncomfortable. I mean, I I'm I'm kind of working on a joke about this exact thing where it's like so many of the things that like men fear they built themselves. Like like being bullied, being called gay, being called weak. Like those are all side effects of misogyny. Which so, so like when I say misogyny affects men the most, like obviously it affects women like directly. Yes, but like indirectly, without like be, very insidiously, it affects men in a way that is like. All of the things that you're usually worried about being unmasked are built around a concept that was constructed by men that were scared of the same thing. Like you've you're chasing your own tail, basically. Yeah, and and, and it's like and it, it's it's yeah. not beneficial. It's not helping you. It's not it's not even making you more manly. It's just cutting off experience where you could be like a a, a decent human. And the the issue with that and why there's such cognitive dissonance is a lot of like the men that do experience the negative aspects of toxic masculinity, they themselves do not necessarily exhibit a high degree of the like of of those toxic traits, but they're still victims yeah, of it. Yeah, they're fearful of the of, of not fitting into the thing that that, that 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 they're subscribed to. Right, and it's it's very unfortunate, and that's why these conversations I think do require a high degree of nuance. And it's not that we're saying like uh, masculinity as a whole is a negative thing. No, I like, live, laugh, love masculinity. Every yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think that it's it's necessary like it, it it's exhibited itself i i say the same thing about like spirituality and stuff it has exhibited itself in nearly every single culture in a different way and masculinity does not always exhibit itself in a good healthy way or a bad way but it always has its own like ways of showing up so i don't think getting rid of it is going to yeah, solve wherever anything. it shows up it's always super hot it's always fucking sexy so as hell oh my god but then you know mass but then you know uh misogyny will trickle its way down into like women's psyches too and absolutely and it turns it and then it becomes like you have this whole group of like women or or not even just women i mean it trickles down into like 
uh, you know, like gay culture, all kinds of things where it becomes this like this this pinnacle that everyone is chasing yeah. in a partner and a person and a thing, which is fine. If you're attracted to masculinity, more power to you. Absolutely. But there's this like uh, it, it's being attracted to the wrong type. Like there's still like a big fantasy around like bad boys. You know what I right. mean? When it's like really the thing that you're attracted to is masculinity and it's being painted in a very negative way. And so now you're going through life thinking that the worse someone is to you, the more manly they are. Right. Which is not the truth. Right. It's like, or, you know, you have it painted in, like, where it's the most wholesome, good old boy picture, and then you're like, well, everyone's not good enough but to I, be masked. And then you have this whole back and forth of where you can never balance it. And I, I was thinking about this because a lot of people talk shit about, like, oh, why are women attractive? Oh, like, we're supposed to blah, 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 but women are attracted to bad boys. And why are they always attracted? I'm a good guy, and why are women attracted to bad boys? Like, all that shit. And it's like... Well, the attraction to bad boys, like bad boy basically just means someone who's perceived to be going against societal standards. So if you're unhappy with the society that you live in or the society that you're living isn't benefiting you, doesn't it make fucking sense that you would be attracted to something that seems to stand against that? Yeah, and also let's be honest. Bad boy really just means you're on the C double and you have long the long hair. Yeah, you have yeah, long yeah. hair. You have long. You're hair. the guy with the long hair, and you yeah. and you wear the most basic leather jacket anyone could ever find. You got from like a Williams Sonoma. Do right. They even sell leather jackets? Probably not. But that's probably where they got it from. And you know what I mean. And that's what it means to be a bad boy. You're just right. You have like high cheekbones and long hair. Like you're the bad boy at this point. You have one tattoo of a lizard. Right. Like that is being a bad boy. Really, no one's actually being like, oh, a bad boy is so he's an anarchist. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. maybe that is what it meant back. You know, maybe there's subgroups where that's what it means. But in general, people are just talking about, oh, he's the hot guy with the dark hair and not the blonde hair. <laughs> that's how we've really, like, that's how we've really broken it up nowadays. Yeah, like was John Travolta a bad boy in Greece? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, yeah. he worked on cars. Just say you like a mechanic, okay? Mechanics aren't bad boys; they're handy. Right. Yeah, they're not like, oh my god, that guy is hurting dogs. Yeah, because also bad boys like wrong side of the tracks. Poor, you meant poor. You were attracted to this poor man, right? And that's okay too, right? Like we don't have to be like, we, like, well, we can't call him poor. We have to say we have to call him. He's a bad boy. Bad. Yeah, we have yeah. to call them bad, which yeah. is so much better. We have to call them gross, disgusting yeah. boys. Yeah, I don't know why I'm attracted to this ugh, guy. Yeah, skinny, starving boys. <laughs> like it's like you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's what it really. So we're like we're holding on to these concepts that aren't even like realistic same thing with like the good old boy trait trope 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 is just like what you really mean is this is the person from the south let's just say that yeah just like it's it's just a man from the south just say it yeah it's just like you know clean cut yeah rich he's rich he's preppy Like, these are, you're making things up. You're trying to, f- just say what you mean. You want to date a rich man with that, with that fucking military haircut who yeah. wears polos for no fucking reason you, you date, on a Wednesday. You want to date a rich guy who knows how to fix stuff. Yeah. Just you, say that. You want to date a man who calls his mom to ask what shorts to wear. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the shorts have tiny embroidered dolphins on them. That's what uh-huh. you want. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Um, did you have a topic specifically for me? I mean, we have went into this one for almost an hour at this yeah. point. So um, I think that we should just stay on this. It's the one subject topic day, maybe. Unless you want to do a little longer, we can. I was my... thinking about going a little longer. Okay, great. Then let's do that. Because yeah. I want to ask you, my question to you is, how, this is another Reddit find. Exciting. How do you introduce something sexual you want to do it in the bedroom to someone how do you introduce like if you're newly dating someone or you're newly with someone you're intimate how do you introduce the things that aren't aren't maybe um vanilla in a bedroom to someone um i always ask but there's a specific way to ask i think it's like you knock knock jokes 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, uh, what you do is you, uh, spray paint the side of their apartment building anal question mark. Yeah. And that's how you, no, you, I, I think it's just being like, I think that was the spicy one you went to. You were like, so dead. I think it's it's making it clear that whether or not they say yes or no, it's not going to affect the relationship. Like that's that's the big thing for me is to be like, hey, I'm totally cool if you're not into this. But do you're you sweating. Want me? I'm totally cool. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fucking itching my neck. Yeah. It's okay if you don't. But do you think you could uh, dress up like a a Dutch boy? Do you think maybe? <laughs> um, no. Here's but, a later, Hosen. <laughs> but that that's sort of how I try to do it now. Uh, women have introduced... How you try to do it now? Wait, how you try to do it in the past? No, I've always... That's how I've oh, okay. always tried to do I it. I was like, I want, I, I want the funny shit. I'm, well, I'm trying to think if I've ever tried... I had, a, I worked with this, this two, this couple. Um, this was back when I was in college at American Eagle. Yeah. I think it was American Eagle. I could be wrong about that. But what is... You know what? It doesn't matter where it was. Mm. Um, watch American Eagle be mad about this. I mean... Fuck you, Bandit! But I worked with these people somewhere. Um, and they were a couple, and they just talked to... It was weird because they talked really openly about like all this shit they did. It's other people care, but they also like were very private in the sense of like one time they were telling us in the break room that in the way they introduced wanting to like each other's like fetishes, which none of it was fetishes in my opinion, things like that was they they had a book, like a little like a little notebook thing, and they would write down like this is a dream I had, or this is something I, I saw in porn that I would like to do, or this is something that interests me sexually, and they would just leave that notebook around their house. Oh, that's so cute. And when the other person found it, they could respond in a way that like where they could process it digest it they could write back in it leave it somewhere else which almost made it like some kind of weird sexual like scavenger hunt sure but then it gave you the chance to not have to be sitting face to face with someone to be like well, I, I don't really want to do do that I don't want to put your toes in my ear you know what I mean like yeah and so it gave them the chance to like process that and write back like this really isn't for me here's why or I could try this if I don't like, like it, it, I don't know. I guess it put this like comforting space, which I do understand. Sometimes writing something down and giving someone a note sounds very childish, but it is easier sometimes to like process your feelings when you write them out, yeah. As opposed to have to say them and keep up and like with the whole conversation, especially if you have a lot you're thinking about. No, so that, that was is interesting. Good. But also, I was like, I mean, there's another part of me that's like that is whatever works works for you, and I'm all about that. But also, like if you're if you're asking your partner to like put cereal in your ass, you should probably be adult enough to like say it to their face. Yeah, put cereal. Because eventually in my you're gonna you're gonna get to the point where like that is what you you gonna happen. No, because you know what, how it usually works in in relationships. I'll, I'll say this is how it used to. Because I said used to. I I just kind of jog my memory about how it used. To, I used to joke about stuff, but just kind of everything. So I'd be like, yeah, come home later. I'm gonna put cereal in your ass, and then hope they'd be like. Wait, do you actually want to put cereal in my ass? And they'd be like, "Yes." Like that's like, usually, yeah, like finally, yes. But because it is a little bit, awkward. you know, I think it's especially awkward for women because I think women have maybe like a higher degree of like apprehension of being the leaders in a sexual experience because for well, a they're lot the ones of their doing lives, everything, yeah, yeah, for a lot of their lives, they're taught not to. They're taught to just like listen and like fucking whatever. Well, also, because in sexual experience, especially with like. Uh, especially in like straight relationships with men, women, or I guess also this could apply to like men, men as well. But with men, it's like most sexual fantasies involve the woman inserting something in it. Like most of it involves oh, them doing something. You know, they're always like the the because they're the receiving partner. So it's like if you want to put right. cereal in something, nine times out of ten, it's the woman. Like I there was a, I saw a clip of a lady that put Mentos inside of her butt and then they poured Coke in there. Like what? <laughs> 
Wait, where did you see this video? Someone sent it to me, some monster that doesn't know me. And so... <laughs> hey, was, to that monster, thank you. And I You've helped like, the podcast. Sick. Keep sending Benton stuff like Do that. Do not. If you're out there... This I don't isn't, like This that. isn't your time to talk. If you're out there, keep sending Benton stuff like that. I have... People send me so much sexual stuff, and I'm like, it's not me! Like... Um, <laughs> I don't understand. I was like, this is so... It's no, so, it's very not you. That's it's very crazy. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just because I'm just like so cute. Yeah. But um, they... Yeah, but I was like... like it's, I've realized that like even like women's magazines, you know, like most women's magazines are like how to give the best blowjob, how to keep going longer, how to make... It, it's like always about holding someone or receiving someone or making someone else feel better. Yeah. So most fantasies... Like most people's fantasies aren't like... Nowadays, this is probably different, I'm sure. But, you know... As far as I know, like most f- sexual things that are being introduced in the bedroom are guys being like, I really want to do this to you. It's not right. the other way around. So for women, sometimes I think it is kind of like, well, how am I going to prepare myself to have this traffic cone, you know? Put, yeah, 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 yeah. I Well, here, my way of dealing with that, and this is just my way, is I pretty much like, you know, as soon as it's comfortable or whatever, I'm just like, hey, listen, I'll do whatever. Just let me know. I'll do whatever. And I think that that kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. Because I feel like a lot of people, or I, I mean, I, I've been like this before, where I'm like, well, I, I'd never do this, and then as I get older, I'm kind of just like, I'll, whatever you want to do, just like let me know, I'll do it. Was I'll it do true, it or are you just one. saying? That? No, like, yeah, pretty much. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. I mean, outside the bounds of like, I, you know, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna put a gun in someone's ass if it's loaded, but oh you know, my God. there's a, there was a. Another video I was sent was this man in Nashville who was putting guns inside of women like that. <laughs> and he's just like a Nashville, like, out and about, or like a person that we would see. He's and a I preacher, was like, yeah. I was like, what the f-? And they were like, it was like his whole thing. He had like a whole OnlyFans about it. And I was like, I don't need to know that. And also, like, how terrifying is that? Well, I, part of part of sexual fantasy for some people is terror. Sure, you but know? that, I mean, first of all, I, I just couldn't imagine. That's First of all, it's a lot of... A gun, right? Oof, it's a lot. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's a very easy conversation if you're just like down for anything. But I, I brought because you know I'm often talking to my friends about putting guns in people's asses because we're comedians. And uh, one person, one woman in the circle, we were talking because a friend of mine had not a friend. I, I do not mean a friend. This person is not a friend. I did it all the time. I'm like, they're not my friend. I don't know why I said that. A person I know was going around an open mic showing a picture of him putting a gun in a woman's pussy. And uh, and we were just talking about that and how crazy it was. And one of the women in the circle we were talking to was like, do you think he cleaned it? And I was like, that's what you're concerned yeah, with? Yeah, that's what I thought too. But also, what kind of a psycho is going around showing people that? Like, that's oh, yeah. it. Uh, that, you know, a psycho, already, yeah. you're already, I already know that this is a red flag situation. If you're doing that, fine. You do whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you you can't do that. But I don't need to see, well, I don't need to see your boom, boom, no, pow. No, to, to give this person credit, you know, I don't, it, he... He was asking. He was like, "Do you want to see a picture of me putting a gun on a woman's pussy?" And I was like, "Obviously, yes." So I was, I was a, a consenting member of this exchange of seeing the picture of him putting a gun on a woman's pussy. But I just want to know how that went. How that went down? Can I take this picture? Can we do that? Like that is so interesting. That whole talk had to be like it was either a breeze, like of course, or it was like. Let me really think about this. Yeah. Was the gun loaded? Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of... Such a good question. Was the safety on? Yeah. That's a great question, too. Was it wearing a condom? <laughs> no, it was... I... No. The answer was is no. Was it double safety? Yeah, double safety. Um, 
but yeah so when it comes to uh when it comes to that sort of thing like asking your partner about something sexually i always like saying if if you want to try something you should kind of initiate and be, go to your partner and be like hey just in case you ever want to like try anything or do anything i'm down for xyz Jay. are there any hard no's like for a lot of people that's like shit um just because of like health safety like i would say anything that like comes up against like this is incredibly unsafe health wise but i don't think any anything would be like if someone was really into it and i loved them i could do it you would let someone shit on you if you really loved them. if i really loved them and they were really into it i would like yeah you're such a nice person i want to tell i want to say right now into the camera that that will never if you if there's any if you ever be like you know what one day i'm gonna marry benton which that's sad but you don't it's not happening i would be i would like obviously well I, but you know what i've never done it what if maybe it'll happen i'd be like damn this is sick it would be sick it would be sick in one way or another i don't mean it would to shame it but i'm just like sick no i'd be i i i if again if i love the person and they they were like really into it and it was something they really wanted to do i would let someone shit on me. i don't know if yeah. i could love a person like that i'd be like you know what <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like i did not know that yeah. you were a dung beetle. Yeah. And I should have been informed before this relationship. Yeah, now if if it's something like uh you, I've asked people to or people have asked me to have sex in like very public places, that's where it gets out of the realm of like consent to me because if someone were to come upon us like having sex, that I I always see it like when it comes to that sort of thing, they didn't consent to be a part of the sexual experience. So that I don't approve of. I don't like that. But if, you know, if, if like, no one's around or whatever, that sort of stuff I'm fine with. Or if you're trying to hide yourselves. But it's, like, you know, there's there's points that are outside wow, of the You're a fucking of, freak. I'm a freak. <laughs> well, yeah, I like, fine. that is very, you're just a very healthy person. Well, I'm, I am I don't know how it's healthy like I am. It's like watching two stages of therapy. I would let someone shit on me, so I don't know how healthy that is. But, you know, hey, to each his own. Yeah, to each their own. When in Rome, that's what that statement was made for. In Rome, they were doing great. That's what they were doing in Rome. Let me tell you, in Rome, that's what I'm saying. In Rome, that statement is. If you were a gay boy in Rome, oh, oh, you had it made, baby. That's right. When in Rome specifically means uh, allow someone to (laughs) shit on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they they were truly. If you look up Roman, like the sex history of the of the ancient Greek and Romans. Oh yeah. Was awesome psychotic oh yeah like they were just temples of just people just just here's a temple if you want to fuck men here's a temple if you want to fuck women here's a temple for all of our our other like it is like i mean they were really doing the most and then we said no no none of that right we're pilgrims well i didn't i'll i'll say this the uh the let's say the teaching that they did to young boys is where i'm like Let's not go okay, there. Okay, well, first of all, they did some crazy... Yeah, I didn't say they were good people. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm yeah. just saying they did a lot of crazy things. Let's make it clear. We do not support all sex acts done by the Romans. And no. I'm going to make that <laughs> statement clear on the podcast I'm putting right it on now. a t-shirt. <laughs> I support all sex acts done by the Romans. Yeah, different... You know, out of time, out of space. Mm-hmm. But, mm, I don't know. I just think that they're... I like how you... You just really had a good answer for that. You were Thank just you. like, you know what? I mean, there's no... And also... You had no technique. There was no sneaking around. It was very direct. It was well, very... Th- this is how I sort of feel with a lot of things is if you make someone comfortable enough, they'll ask for what they want, but they need to know that they- it's a 
okay space for them. So that's why it's like that's I my think, problem. I will never be exactly, comfortable. and that, that's why I'm sort of just like as, in a relationship when things go. I'm just like, hey, whatever you're into, I'll figure it out. If you like it, I love it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. What I if there was something? What if they wanted you? What if they wanted to watch you have sex with someone else? Yeah, I, yeah. If they wanted it, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, like, if they're letting me know that right away, it's, like, obviously person to person. It's, like, well, if I don't feel comfortable with whatever. But I, I look at it like this. When when you're involving, like, it's the same thing with the public sex thing. If you're involving another person, that adds a dimension to it. But I'm kind of just saying, like, one-on-one, kind of whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. And then if, like, other people want to get involved, that's, like, a, a thing-to-thing basis. I had a like, friend that, was in, that, wanted, that liked to watch her boyfriend make out with other guys. Interesting. Yeah. Which is actually, that makes a lot of sense, because, you know, gay porn is mostly viewed by women. Yeah. And it's like, hey, if you find a guy who's into that, that's great. But, like, when you're involving other people, that that's where it sort of, like, enters a different dimension where it's, like, a case-by-case basis. for. Me. I like that other you know people are mean? other dimensions. Other dimensions. That's hella yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, If you want to have sex in the fifth dimension. You gotta invite this other dimension. You in. gotta tell me about it. Um, what was your topic? Plants. Plants? Plants. What about them? Do you like them? Yeah, I have all kinds of plants in here. And what do you feel about them? Um, well, I grew up, my mom had, I mean, shit tons of plants. Like, okay. I grew up in a fucking jungle sure. at some point. I mean, like, I, so I just like them. I mean, I don't know. I just think that, like, one, they make everything look, I mean, I'll be honest. I, they just look good in pictures, and I'm just like, that's what I want. Do you feel any sort of emotional connection no. to your plants? Nothing. I mean, well, I mean, I like them. I don't want them to die or anything, but I'm not, like, I don't, like, name them or, like, talk to them or anything. I give them water and food and I put them in nice little pots and jars, and then I let them live their life. I don't think they want me to be bothered by me. I have one plant, and it's a real work in progress. It's really, you know, it's touch and go with the plant. And I feel very uh, guilty when I neglect it. And I think that it uh, it influences sort of like an internal struggle with me and nurturing. You don't think you can nurture the plant good? Well, I've been, I've try, I've been trying to nurture You come very nurturing of the person. And I appreciate you saying that, but I'm having a lot of fucking difficulty with this fucking plant, okay? What kind of plant is it? That matters a lot, too, because some plants just don't like where they are. No, no, no. Plants we, are little bitches, honestly. Plants are divas. I did what I'm sure a lot of men do when they buy their first plant. I went to a plant shop, Fuck and it. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist that. It was so good. I it was very funny. Time. That was very funny. No. No, I went to the plant shop. <laughs> And I was like, which one of these plants can take the most abuse? Like, which one of these plants, if I fucking threw one of these plants off the Empire State Building, which one has the best chance of surviving? Because I don't trust myself with taking care I of this thing. Imagine if you picked out your friends and lovers that way, too. That kind of is. take the most abuse? Kind of is. If you met my buddy Killian, who's like my best friend in uh, in L.A., but we, we met in Boston and Listen, stuff. Listen, we talk on Instagram. You could throw Killian You could throw Killian out of a moving car in any state, and he would find his way back to L.A. No problem. He's, he's like he, a cat. Yeah, he's like, he's like a water bug. <laughs> what the fuck does he's that like mean? A, he can survive on land and sea. Ugh, water bugs are terrifying. But no, I, I, I do like. I think plants. It's interesting because it's like a beginner level living thing that you have to take care of. And beginner level. It is beginner level. It's beginner level. That's a Tamagotchi girl. <laughs> it's a ta- oh, that's that true. shit was impossible. Did I had a friend that had die? four Tamagotchis alive at one time. That's nuts. That's a and they were job. thriving. That's a full time job. It, truly, that's a full time job. That poor thing. Um, no, but. That was kind of all I wanted to. I was wondering about you and plants. 
but I mean, like, what, what is, why, why did you get this plant? Just to see if you could keep it alive? Well, I think, like any decision I've made in my life, uh, a woman told me I should. And then I was like, okay. My, my girlfriend was like, you should get a plant because I think it would make your apartment nicer. She was completely it right. It does. And also, you, it does. I'm surprised you didn't have plants already because of all the health benefits of having a plant in your apartment. I know, it I know. It the air. It's, um, that's all the one I know. This one, I... <laughs> I gotta say, I think this one quit a long time ago. I think this one is. Uh, is... It's obviously the thing about plants is they're you know plants are a good. Let me get. I'm spiritual. Go ahead. Plants are a great metaphor for being a, a person, especially just for being a person in general. Because plants are the kind of things like if they're in the wrong space, they don't grow. If yeah. They, if they're not getting the right thing, they don't grow. Yeah. And we as people are like that too. Where sometimes we blame like, oh well, I'm not being. T- you're in the wrong surrounding. You're in the yeah. wrong place. You're at the wrong time move move you're not a tree move around right like you plant if, if you're not growing where you are plant yourself somewhere different great like, way to put it that is what and that's what a plant can really teach you i feel the same way about it. i i because i i like um deep emotional connections i make them inside a lot and so like sometimes when i go on hikes i'll be like this is a good metaphor for life because it's really hard to get to the top of here yes. but the view is worth it i completely and agree then with you. and then it's all downhill from there and you know what i mean so yeah. i'm like i i do those kind of things a lot and plants are one of those things where i'm like even even when plants die, sometimes like like if you dry out flowers, they're still still iconic. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they took on a whole new a whole new level of beauty. So still iconic. Yeah, they really are, and like that's the way that people are. It's like you're not really. You said this metaphor the other day when we were going to San Diego. If you burn down a forest, it makes room for new growth. Yes. And that is like that is really what plants I think are good for teaching people. If you want to get deep about it, yeah, it's just like move them around, give them different water, give them a different space. Sometimes a plant can't grow because because they've they've outgrown their pot, and people are like, oh, that. that's cool. Sometimes we can't grow because that, that they did that in Shit's Creek. There's a whole storyline about that. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's sometimes, you know, it's the same thing for us, and we get really attached to being like, well, I've already done all the work to be here. I've already done this. I'm already right. here. I already have this. Like, why isn't it going well? You've outgrew your pot. Yeah. Move the pot. Move you know, pot. sometimes you need a smaller pot. Sometimes you've got too big of a pot, and you're not ready for the big pot. Oh, I've had too big of a pot many a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it feels living in L.A. right now. Oh, L.A. is the, the L.A. is equally too big and too small of a pot yeah, all yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah, 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 yeah. L.A. is not even a pot. It's a landfill. <laughs> we're, we're just waiting for new growth. And you know what? Mushrooms can grow in a landfill. They can. Mushroom, like, mushrooms grow anywhere. Yeah. But then there are, I mean, but plants, uh, they're fucking divas. Like plants are, I've never in my life had more trouble. Because you come you come into it, see your, your plant dying or something like that. And you're like, you were fine yesterday. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. You get in total fights what with the, the plant. What the fuck? I have a Venus flytrap I bought. One of them's thriving. The other one's dying. And I'm like, you're in the same place. Yeah. What's wrong? You're, you're a little bitch. You're a bastard. I was, uh, well, no, I think my plant. My plant's like a real gruff old guy. Like, I feel like I come into my apartment, I'm like, hey, and he's like, hey. You know what I mean? He's like, he's got no, he's got no qualms. I he, put him through so your much. Your plant's chain smoking? I put him through so much. Yeah, he would definitely you chain smoke. You don't know smoke. what kind of plant it is? I'll, I'll figure it out for you. You should get a money tree. They're really easy to take care of. Okay. All right, I'll get a damn money tree. Yeah, and they like small trees. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they are really fun. Um, I, I, but there is a whole thing, you know, plant gays are a big thing. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I don't know where they came from or who, who just coined that plants belong to gay people. You know, gay people love just, they love to just take things and they belong to them. No, our our friend Matt, uh, had like, you know, had 20 plants and then he was like, yeah, I I had all these plants. I was so excited. I was so happy. And then I heard the term plant gay and I was like, what? And, uh, yeah, he, he, apropos of nothing, like not, not knowing the trend, became a plant gay yeah. yeah it's like it's, it's like one of the things for gay people are like 
these plants, they'll live with me. <laughs> I can't find anyone else to do it because they're all just fucking each other, but these plants will be around. Right, 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 and right, then, right. And then you're like, God, now I have... Gay people love to adapt things into personalities. Mm. Bear, otters, this, that, and the other. Now you're plant gay. Can I just be a person with plants? <laughs> Why do I have to have a label? Why don't you just label everything? I think it's not... I think as far as uh, as far as things to label yourself with, nurturing plants, pretty cool. Well, that's not what they said. They said plant gay. Plant gay. That just means now we have an audience to watch us fuck all these plants. Right. I'm trying to use like a political correct term as though it's not okay to say plant gay. I'm like, a gay who loves yeah. plants, you mean? You're like, a plant herbivorian. Right, 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 right. Or um, wait, what are... What are what are plant people called? You study plants? A bot botanist. Botanist. botanist yeah. A botanist. A botanist. <laughs> Very good. Um, damn, that's a t-shirt. Talk about a t-shirt. I know. T-shirt. I'm sure there's a plant guy out there making it right now. Well, if you're listening at home, let us know if you want a botanist uh, t-shirt and subscribe to the podcast. And what else? Uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Please share the clips. Yeah. Please leave reviews. Reviews really help. Um, Send Benton incredibly sexually explicit videos. Did you saw, Did you see that I got um, uh, some brand sent me deep throat spray? No. Yeah, I did. Well, first of all, I did a whole YouTube. I did a whole Instagram series on it. It went very well. You okay. Just, you just skipped right over that, I guess. Oh, my bad. Um, But yeah, they sent me. It's called Good Head. Okay. And it was the it was the funniest the packaging for it yeah it was just insanity like the, the the marketing the wording all of it and then obviously on video you guys can go watch this i did i sprayed it to see like what it would do sure my i my, i couldn't fill my throat or my mouth for hours <laughs> it didn't i was like Whoa. this is insane you and, should do that to do like backyard surgery you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, just spray the wood. Yeah, just spray, just spray like, wherever I just, you want. It's yeah, just yeah. pure lidocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be cool. It was crazy, but it, it came on a keychain as if oh. I'm going to just be going around. I was like, who is watching me on the internet? And they're like, this now, one right here. That's a form of self defense. Okay. You know how, like on a keychain, just like a pepper spray, right? Oh, yeah. I imagine... can put it with my pepper spray. Could you imagine getting me confused? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, well, this isn't working. So, all right, well, let's fucking do this. I get a lot of. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get a lot of shit for having pepper spray. Do you have pepper spray? No. Of course you don't. I should. I mean, there's no reason for me not to. I get so much shit for it. Every time I valet my car smart, the valet goes, you have, he goes, do you have pepper spray? Every time. I'm like, yes. Wow. Like, why would I not? I need to be The pretend. valet says that to you? A valet. I get it all the time. If I'm, if I'm checking out, like, oh, mostly guys. Women never say anything about it. But if I'm, if I'm checking out, like, a grocery store or a guy or something, they'll be like, is that pepper spray? And if they're so confused that I have pepper spray. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, yes. Well, they see that you could fuck I'm wearing up. a tutu. I need the pepper spray. But, but they, th- even in that tutu, you could fuck up most most attackers. Uh, listen. Most assailants. Pepper spray to me, it's not about the fact that I'm like, of course, yeah, I could. We can all hit somebody. I want you to be back there. I want you to. I want to. I want to be able to pepper spray you and, and just step over your body. You're and completely walk to my correct. Car. You're completely correct. You're completely correct. I completely agree with you. I, I don't know why. You know why I don't have pepper spray because it's like it's the same reason why. You said because I have these guns. Because I have these fucking guns. <laughs> no, it's it's like uh, I guess I guess I don't really have a reason why I don't have pepper spray. Maybe yeah. I, I you just, just don't know. You, see, that's one of those things where subconsciously you're like, I know, I I know, I won't be harassed like that. I guess so. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess I don't get harassed cool. very often. Yeah, I don't feel threatened very often. Um, but maybe I should. Why do you think people, men started calling their arms guns? Where do you think that came from? Um, where do I think it came? Where yeah, do I think it I came like from? This is for men, you should know. Men this calling their arms guns. Oh well, I think because arms also means guns. Like arms. Oh, like, right to bear arms. Right to bear arms. Yeah. Well, that was a stupid question. Now that I thought it. That's through. not a bad question. Um. 
I got a speaking of think people that sent I got a pussy flavored potato chips company uh messaged me and was like do you want us to uh send you a free and uh I got it sent to my girlfriend and she said she said it was uh, one of the stupidest gifts I've ever sent her did you try them she did yeah you didn't try them? No, no. I well, I haven't. Uh, I think she threw them away after. What she was the flavor? Them. Can we get a? But like, what did it taste like? Was it like a like that? See, how would why would you not have tried them to know to, to be able to describe the flavor? Uh, she said, "Does not taste like the real thing." Well, I would hope that that would be a, a feat of science. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's how they're built, you know. Shouldn't you fucking? Yeah, but I mean, maybe, you know, snowflakes, they're all very different. It would be very funny to have, like, a penis-flavored potato chip, and it's just, like, a bag of garbage. Do you think penises taste like garbage? I've heard from people. <laughs> I'm I See, I'm around uh, open mic comedy so much that I think the worst of every person, because all I'm hearing all day is, like, Joe. I think every guy is, like, going on first dates and throwing up on women immediately. I think every woman is like, oh, uh, that is true. I could see that divorcing you and like taking your kids and all your stuff. Like that's just, if you go do open my comedy for long enough, that's just how you see the world. People talk a lot about how, like about like the, like they'll be like penises are, you know, are gross and pussies smell about all that stuff. But you know what's worse than all those things? A okay. super clean penis or a super clean... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When it's, like, when it's like soap, when it's just like you've cleaned it so much that there's just... You ever seen that that, 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 that TikTok where they're like, there's no flavor? It's like, that's probably worse. You're like, wait a minute. Is your is your penis shimmering right now? Yeah. Get it away from me. Is it Lysol lacquer on it? <laughs> Why put- does it smell lemony fresh? Like that is weirder. I think th- is that fabuloso? Yeah, isn't that weird? Isn't that so to have like to be yeah. like so scrubbed and plucked and primped that you're like this is not really this is yeah. It doesn't fun. feel like you're about to get fucked. It feels like you're about to get probed. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It feels like a hot, like a hospital. <laughs> you got hospital dick. Yeah, you have hospital dick. What Your a place. Di- I'm you know what? Your dick should come with jello. It's gross. We were gonna sign off. Boy, am I glad we kept going for the extra ten. We got hospital dick out of that. I mean, I'm telling you, that is not a good time. No, no, no. That's so funny. Um well again But now we are signing off. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening. We love you. Yes, we do love you. Bye.